undermines the quality that God wants to give in our life of walking in victory. Jesus said, the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I have come that you might have a life and that you might have it more abundantly. As contagious as COVID-19 has been, and we hate COVID-19, I hate COVID-19. In Jesus' name, the Lord rebuke that virus in Jesus' name. I hate it. But as much as I hate it and as much as it has been a contagious uh, virus in our land, the spirit of offense is much more contagious than COVID-19 has been. For you allow one person to catch that spirit of offense and they get around others and, and you give them your ear for a little while, pretty soon others will have that spirit of offense as well. The Bible tells us in Psalms 119 that how to fix that or how to walk outside of that offense. Psalms 119 is the longest of the Psalms. It's also the longest chapter in the Word of God. In those verses, the writer instructs us as to how we are to live. And when we live the way that he has said for us to live, he said there will be great peace in our life. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend. I want to live in an area where I can say nothing offends me. You say, are you there yet? Not yet, but I'm working on it, amen? I'm working on it. But the Bible says that we can live that way. The word offense, it means to trip up, to cause to stumble. And yet when we are right standing with God, there is never a cause in our life for offense because we go on past that, and we refuse to allow that to define us and to declare who or what we are. When we focus on Jesus Christ, our heart is truly in tune with His Spirit so that there's never an occasion where we're tripped up or we stagger or we fall. The last time I preached about the spirit of offense was back in 2019. Or 2010, yeah, that's the last time, 2020 rather, rather. But 2010, and uh, on Saturday night, Destiny came to me and she says, Dad, she was 10 years old at the time, she said, Dad, she said, what are you preaching about tomorrow? And I said, I'm preaching about the spirit of offense. And immediately after I said that, she said, I'm offended, <laughs> which let me know that what I was preaching was right. Jesus talked about an attitude of offense, and he said in Matthew 24, he defines what was going to happen in that, towards the end of days. He said, nation shall rise against nation, verse 7, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. And he said, all of these are the beginning of sorrows. And then in verse number 10, he says, and then shall many be offended. Many shall be offended. And in that offense, they will betray one another and shall hate one another. You see, when we capture and we allow that spirit of offense in our life, it causes us to betray those that we love. It causes us to betray those that really are committed to us. When we catch that spirit of offense and we are offended, it causes us to hate one another. Offense will make you hate those that are around you that really you should love. Jesus went on to say, in, uh, in, or, or rather the Bible goes on to say, it talks about the Jews. And the Jews were, uh, they, the cross became a stumbling block for them. 
The Jewish men and women as the nation looked for God to come, the Messiah to come, on a white charger and defeating all of the armies of the enemies as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But when He came the first time, the Bible says He came as a lamb. And that lamb that was there taken and hung on the cross became the stumbling block for the entire race of people called the Jewish people and that nation that was there. Isaiah prophesied it. He said in Isaiah 8 and 13, Sanctify or set apart the Lord of hosts and let Him be your fear. Let Him be your dread. And He shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel. He said that should have been something that would bless you is something now that you stumble over because you're offended that God did not do things the way that you thought that He should do things. Be careful, my friend. When God does not do things the way that you think that he should do them. Be careful, my friend, when God lets you down or it seems that God has let you down and God has not done and acted the way that you believe that he should have. Because in that time, a spirit of offense can come and you can stumble at the very purpose and the plan of God that he is using at that particular moment. The spirit of offense was present at the last service that Jesus had with his disciples. Read about it in Matthew chapter 26 and verse number 26 through verse 33. Jesus looked at them and he said, though, he said that one of you will, uh, all of you are going to be offended. He said, all you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, verse 31, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. But after I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. All of us are in danger of falling prey to offense and the spirit of offense. All of us are, no matter how close we seem to be to the Lord. And it lets me know that even though it might have been the greatest service that we've ever been in, and Jesus Christ was there, We are in danger of being offended, and they were offended because the plan of God did not go the way that they thought that that it should be. What does this spirit of offense do in our lives? The spirit of offense, it limits the operation of God in your hearts and in your minds and in your being. That's what it does. It causes us not to be as functional in the presence of God, in the kingdom of God, in our lives as we should be. Why? Because we are offended. And when you're offended, it's hard to be used of God. I remember a story that I read several years ago was about Mickey Mantle. And Mickey Mantle, he enjoyed hunting. And he would go hunting on this ranch uh, uh, of a friend of his. And he took with him um, uh, a player that played baseball with him by the name of Billy Martin. And when they reached the, the ranch, Mickey told Billy to wait in the car while well, he went and he checked with his friend to make sure that he knew that they were there to hunt. Mantle's friend gave him permission to hunt there. And, and while he was there, he said, Mickey, he says, uh, I've got an old blind mule that's in the barn. And he's been a, a family pet to us for years, but he's in decaying health. And, and I, I just don't have the heart to put him down. Would you put him down for me? And Mickey Mantle said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. And so Mickey thought he would have a little bit of friend, fun rather, And he went out to where he was at, and he said, get out of your car, and he pretended to be angry. And he scowled, and he slammed the door, and Billy asked him, he said, what's wrong? And Mickey said, well, my friend won't let me hunt today. 
And I'm so mad at that guy. He said, I'm going to go into his barn and I'm going to shoot his mule. And so he went in there and he opened the door and bang, he shot the mule dead. And when Billy Martin saw that, he took his rifle out and he immediately heard two shots. And he looked back and he said, what are you doing? He said, I shot his cows too. What we've got to understand is that things might not appear the way that we see them. It's like in the mirror. Objects in the mirror may appear closer than they really are. They might not be the way that you think. Jesus said that the spirit of offense will drive us away from him and his church and his plan for our lives. When Jesus went in Matthew chapter 13, the Bible said that they were offended at him. Jesus could not do many mighty miracles. You know why? Because they saw him as little Jesus. We saw you grow up in this synagogue. We know who you are. We know who your mama is, your daddy is. We know your brothers and sisters. And because they could not see beyond his flesh and see beyond who he, re- see who he really was, the Bible says they were offended and he could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. A spirit of offense, it limits the operation of the power of God in our lives. When you are offended at God or you are offended at someone else, it will keep you away from the things that God really has in store for your lives. Jesus said, I have come not that you would die and not that you would have a terrible time. He said, I've come that you might have a life and that you might have it more abundantly. And so how do we conquer this spirit of offense in our lives? All of us are prone to being uh, uh, to having that attack us. Anybody ever have a spirit of offense come at you and attack you? All of us have. So how do we conquer this? Well, first of all, we choose to rejoice in the Word. Going back to Psalms 119 and 161 through 168, the psalmist said, Princes have persecuted me without cause. He said, My heart, my heart stands in awe of thy word. The writer is saying, I have been persecuted. There was no reason for me to be persecuted. Has anybody ever persecuted you in times past? Then there was no reason for it. Have you ever had somebody lie on you? Have you ever said somebody has come up and slap you in the face for no reason just because they don't like the way that you look? You see, not me. I have. I stood in church service one night or one morning. I just finished preaching to the best of my ability. I was about... 29, 30 years old, and a dear elder in that church, a brother, actually, yeah, it was a dear elder, a man who was a mountain of a man, he did not, he, he thought that he had heard something about me that, that, that uh, from someone, and he thought something of me that was not correct. And at the end of that service, he walked up, and in that day, we had our sound booth right there on the left side of the, uh, the, the platform. Anybody remember that? It was on the left side of the platform. And so I went in there to shut the, uh, the sound off. And I was in this room, and there was this door about this wide. And the man who was big as a mountain, he came there, and he stood like this in front of me. And I said, yes, sir. How you doing, brother? How can I help you? And he looked at me, got as close as he could. I'm glad there was no COVID by th- back then because he would have spit on me. But he got as close as he could in my face, and he says, you are a blankety-blank liar. 
And I'm not real smart. And so I said, pardon me? And he repeated that. And the first inclination in me, because again, I'm 29 years old, and I'm a man. Come on, man. I said, I'm 29 and I'm a man. I'm a real man. No, come on. And I thought to myself, but then I remembered, I cannot be offended and allow that spirit of offense to drive me. You say, what did you do? I just started crying. What else could I do? I started crying, and I said, brother, I cannot believe you're talking to me that way. I have never done anything to you that has been wrong. I have always treated your family with kindness. I have walked with you through the difficult times, and now you are believing something that somebody else told you about me. I am so disappointed in you. You are wrong, my brother. And with that, God, he, he just unpacked that entire scenario, amen, and the man has passed away now, but I loved him with all of my heart. I'm telling you, there will be times when you'll be persecuted without a cause, but if you will be planted in the Word of God and you will choose to rejoice in the Word of God, you will be able to stand and you will be able to say, I will not allow the spirit of offense to get in my heart. Notice what the writer said. He said, I rejoice at thy word, verse 162. The law, do, thy law do I love, verse 163. 164, seven times a day I praise you because of your judgments. And then he said in 165, great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend. You see, the key is you've got to get in the word of God. You've got to read the word of God. You've got to hear the word of God. You've got to allow it to go down in your heart. You've got to allow it to produce. And when it produces, it doesn't produce offense. It produces love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness. That's what the Word of God will produce in your heart. Jesus told the story in Matthew chapter 12, uh, Matthew chapter 13 of the parable of the sower. And basically said, the sower went out to seed and some seed fell on good ground and some seed fell on bad ground. What kind of ground are you? You say, I don't know. Yet you need to know what kind of ground you are. And you know what? The farmer knows how to plant the seed. It can be good seed, but it's planted at the wrong time, and the earth is not warmed, and the earth is not prepared. It doesn't produce like it should. And so the Holy Spirit will work with you, and He will move upon your life, upon the soil of your heart, so that when the seed of the Word of God, it gets planted there by reading the Word, by hearing the Word, by being taught the Word, all of a sudden it takes root, and it springs up. But if you do not have that ground firmly planted or soil or that, that soil tilled up and prepared, the Bible says it doesn't produce. And the Bible says in this case that persecution arose and because of the word, by and by they are offended. When the word of God is not producing in our lives, we become offended. 
It's got to produce in our life. There's got to be some fruit that is there in our life. You say, well, I'm a Christian, but don't, don't expect me to demonstrate that. Why not? You need to demonstrate Christianity. You need to demonstrate peace. You need to demonstrate joy. You need to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. You need to do that. And if you don't, I wonder if the seed is really taken root. I wonder if there's not a spirit of offense. So how deep is the seed in the ground of your heart today? David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The second thing that we can do to be able to stay away from that spirit of offense is be quick to forgive and refuse to retaliate. Did you get that? Quick to forgive and refuse to retaliate. I said in the early service, my brother and I, we grew up uh, during the days of all-star wrestling. That WWE stuff, that's fake. Fake. Ethan, sorry. Fake. All right? But I grew up in the day when they had a real wrestling. Like Vern Gagne. And Dr. X. The Claw. Anybody remember the claw? So yeah, he was my old pastor. <laughs> I've seen some preachers like that. Come on up and let me pray for you. It's like, God, I'll do anything. Just don't let him put the claw on me. But my brother and I, you know, the only problem with uh, all-star wrestling was that they played it on Sunday morning. The best 30 minutes of the week, they have to put it during church time. Isn't that just like the devil? We didn't have DVRs and DVDs and CDs and all that stuff back then. All we, all we had was channel 13, channel 23, and channel 17. And most of those was stars and stripes and snow. So you go out and you adjust the antenna. All you all, you all aren't old enough to remember that, are you? And so what we would do is we would, we would mimic all-star wrestling. I know it was dangerous. Kids, do not do this at home. But we would, what we would do is we would, we would pull our shirts off, and I'm not going to do that this morning, and we'd be bare-chested, and then sometimes we'd take our, our, our pants off, and we'd be there in our underwear because, you know, that's how those guys wrestled. And I'm not doing that either. Thank you, yes. And then we throw the mattresses on the floor. I know, moms, I'm sorry. I'm giving your kids all these bad ideas, all right? But see, kids, you didn't know that, uh, up to, that adult church could be so much fun, did you? And we get out there and we would start wrestling and, and I would practice the moves on him and he would practice the moves on me. And inadvertently, at some point in that wrestling match, somebody would connect with something they shouldn't have been connected with and the fight was on. It was an all-out brawl, my friend. It turned into MMA. Now that's some real stuff right there. And after we were done, I had to forgive. 
I mean, he busted me, and I busted him. And we had to say, all right, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Understand that in life, with your brothers and sisters even, you're going to have times where you're going to get in some wrestling matches with them. Why is it when we come to church and we get into it with uh, Brother Peyton, amen, now I'm going to quit the church. And people have come to me and they said, I got into it with so-and-so there, and so I'm quitting the church. I said, whoa, 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 wait, 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 let's, let's, let, come on, let, come now, let us reason together to be spiritual, Isaiah 1. And I said, let me sit down and talk to you for a minute. And then I said, now why are you going to quit the church? They said, because... They offended me, and uh, we got into a tough, and, uh, and I, I'm just quitting. And I said, all right. I said, how many sisters do you have? I said, three. I said, have you ever gotten into a tussle with them all the time? I said, did you quit being their sister? I wanted to. I said, that's not the question. Did you quit being their sister? No. I said, well, then... You mean to tell me you're not going to exercise the same courtesy for the people of God that you did for your own family? They're still in church today. My point is this. You are going to have times when you are going to be hurt, when you're going to feel like, oh God, they did this on purpose, and sometimes they did do it on purpose, but you and I have got to refuse to have that spirit of offense. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to do that. We've got to go back to the prayer of Jesus Christ and Matthew 6 and 9, whenever he said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And then as he got through that prayer, then the Lord said, For if we forgive not men their trespasses, neither will our heavenly Father forgive us our trespasses. You say, how do I keep doing that? Here's how you keep doing that. If I have a problem with Brother Matt, Matt, he made some gestures to me. I don't understand sign language. And he made some gestures to me that I took offensively, or I made some to him that he took offensively. I didn't mean it. Maybe I did mean it. He didn't mean it. Maybe he did mean it. It doesn't matter. That's my point. He is my brother and I've got to be quick to forgive him and not retaliate against him. I've got to say I'm not going to be a person that is offended at every single thing that comes along. I am a child of God. I am a part of the kingdom of God. I have a name that is written Amen. on the Lamb's book of life. I am going to be that man of God he has called me to be. How do I do that? Stop keeping score. Some of you women, you've got that little uh, white or red book that is there, and every time your husband does something wrong. Some of you men, you say, oh, that's right, you need to preach. No, 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 some of you men are just as bad. Yeah. And you're writing things down. I've got people that have things against me I didn't even know I did. I don't know it for 10 years. And they said, you know what? I've been keeping score all these years. Your problem is you're a scorekeeper. Instead of leaving the score up to God, you've got to make up your mind. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm going to refuse to retaliate. I'm going to forgive because I want to be forgiven. Oh, come on, somebody. Say amen. 
You know what? I started having a spirit of offense three months ago whenever COVID-19 came on. And I sat and I listened to the news. I, I'm telling you what, a spirit of fear came over me as I sat in my in my living room. I was sick. I was sick because I didn't know what was wrong. I was sick because other people in the congregation were sick. I was sick because we were closed down for a bit, it seemed. But you know what? The more I sat there and the more I listened to CBN and CNN and TBN or whatever all those others are, CNBN, XYZ, whatever it is, amen, I said to myself, I'm not listening to this non sense at all anymore. These men don't have the Holy Ghost. These men are not godly. These people do not have the kingdom of God at hand. I'm not going to listen. I think that I'll just pray and ask God to give me insight. And when it's time for me to go, I'll go and I'll leave a whole lot happier because I didn't have the news to tell me all the bad things going on. Say, so that's why you're so misinformed. Yes, and thank God it's that way. Some of the folks are so informed that you can't even keep the victory in your life. Because, oh my God, this, oh, oh my God, oh, oh my God, click, oh my God, click, oh my God, click, oh my God. You need to click on some Holy Ghost channel where the preacher is up there saying, God is still alive and well. Amen. He is not in trouble at all. That's what we need to do. All right, I got to hurry up. Be quick to forgive and refuse retaliation. Who, 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 who in your life, maybe right now, that has come to your mind that you need to forgive them? Third thing you need to do is you need to exercise yourself. We don't like to talk about exercise so much. But did you know exercise is in the Bible? Yeah, Paul talked about it. He said bodily exercise profits little. And we say, I don't do that because it profits little. But it does profit. And, and you miss what he's saying. He says God, bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness profiteth with all. In Acts 24 and 16, the Bible says, Paul declared, I exercise myself. I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and towards men. Acts 24 and 16. Read that with me. And herein, read it with me, do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. You could be offended towards God, according to the Scripture. You could be offended towards man, according to that scripture. And each of us have many, many opportunities for that to happen. Except we exercise ourselves to make sure that we have a conscience void of offense. What is exercise? It's work. It's bodily exertion for the sake of developing and maintaining a physical fitness. And so if that's the interpretation in a physical sense, exercise in a spiritual sense is the same way. It's work. 
We exercise ourselves. We do things that, that we don't like to do, that are difficult, like, I forgive you. I'm like, I'm going to go the second mile. And like, I'm going to refuse to retaliate. Paul could have allowed offense and the spirit of offense to derail his opportunity to preach. In this passage, in Acts 24, when he stood to trial before Felix, he could have been so offended that he wouldn't preach and stand up for the gospel. But he said, I exercise myself. And you know what? Your greatest opportunity will come in your greatest challenges. When you feel offended the most and you feel uh, righteously so, and, and I have a right to be this way, but you choose not to exercise your right, but you choose you to yield to the Holy Spirit of God, your greatest opportunity will come in your greatest challenges. And Paul sees the moment to be great for God. And so great was that moment that the Bible says this man trembled when he spoke. Do you know that sometimes offenses come because we have misinformation? When you listen to the views and the words of, of others and you really don't know, it could be that offense will come to you because of what you've been told. Brother David. I want to close this morning with a story of a man by the name of Ahithophel. Anybody ever hear of Ahithophel? Anybody know who he is? Okay. Ahithophel. The Bible says Ahithophel was the counselor of David. He was the wisest man in that day. So wise was Ahithophel, and so much trust did David have in Ahithophel that it says that his voice and his counsel was, was as though God spoke. Wouldn't that be awesome to have that said about you? Wouldn't it be so awesome that you were so in tune with God that when you spoke, it was as though the voice of God was coming from your mouth? You say, oh, that's impossible. That's what it said about Ahithophel. And it said that about many of the, the characters in the Word of God. When they spoke, it was as though the voice of God spoke. But understand, even though you may be used of God, you're not exempt from the spirit of offense. It could be that the time when you're used the greatest, you're in danger the most of falling prey to this spirit of offense. Ahithophel had his great position. He really did. He was powerful. And yet Ahithophel, his life ended so tragically. Go, go back and read it in the Old Testament. Ahithophel's life ended at his own hand. He died of suicide. How could a man, being used of God, so powerfully, so amazingly, so wonderfully, come to that place in his life where he took his own life? Here's what I believe, and I believe the Scripture bears it out. 
Ahithophel fell prey to the spirit of offense. Listen to 2 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 22. Then David arose and all the people that were with him, and they passed over Jordan by the morning light. There lacked not one of them that was not gone over Jordan. And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city, and put his house in order and hanged himself and died and was buried in the sepulcher of his father. You say, all of that because they didn't listen, because David didn't listen to his counsel? Yes, but there was more to it than that. He was giving David counsel that was not good. And he knew that. And the Bible says when his counsel was not received, he went, put his house in order. He knew what he was doing. Set everything in order. And then he hanged himself. I believe it was all because he fell prey to that spirit of offense. You see, what, what possibly could there be that this man would do that? Well, when you study the life of Ahithophel, you find out that Ahithophel was the grandfather, the great-grandfather of Bathsheba. And you remember the story of Bathsheba, how David committed adultery with her. And then he hid that adultery when Bathsheba was found with a child. And then when David tried to fix it by bringing Uriah back so that he could be with his wife and blame the child on, on her husband, Uriah said, no, 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 how can I come here and be in a place of safety when the entire armies of Israel are out fighting? I'm, I'm not going to do that. And when David saw that, the Bible said that David sent that man at the front of the battle and this man was killed. Ahithophel knew that. And because Ahithophel could not let that go, that turned into a spirit of offense and it caused him to destroy his own life. I read to you again from the book of Psalms, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. But you've got to get into the Word. You've got to refuse to retaliate, and you've got to forgive quickly. And then you've got to exercise. You've got to, there's some work in this thing, amen? You know, I mean, it's, if, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to sweat, Oh, it's just going to be green acres all the way through. No, it's not. You're going to have to put forth some effort, some energy. There are going to be times when you're going to cry and you're going to feel like giving up, throwing up your hands and quitting. But in that time, you've got to exercise yourself. You've got to get a hold of yourself and say, I'm not going to act this way. I'm not going to live this way. I am going to be a child of God filled with peace, filled with mercy, filled with the glory of God. I'm not going to be this way. Nothing shall offend me. Amen. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for the privilege you've given me to be able to serve you, to stand and to speak at this congregation. I pray now, God, that you would help us to search our hearts. And as we search our hearts, God, that we would see if there's any wicked thing in us. 
Forgive me, Lord, for the times that I have fallen prey to that spirit of offense. Forgive me, Lord, for times whenever I've refused to, to forgive and I've sought to retaliate. But thank you, Lord, for rescuing me before that retaliation took place. And Lord, you showed me the error of my ways. May we go deeper in the Word of God. May we choose to forgive very quickly. And may we practice, Lord, not being offended more than we practice being offended. And for that, we will praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you glad you were in the house of the Lord today? Amen. How many will take something home with you today? Amen. And allow God just to have His way in your heart. Amen. If you want prayer today, I would invite you to come and, and I'll put on my mask and I'll, I'll pray with you. I'll pray over you. I'll touch you with a uh, uh, Kleenex. And, um, and any of the, uh, our prayer team, they will do the same. But is there anybody here that would like prayer today? We want to lay hands on you and pray that God would touch you. Anybody? Anybody here? Could I get my mask over here, brother? Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your house. All right, have you just come up? Father, in the name of Jesus. Just worship the Lord one more time here this morning.
Are you thankful for that message this morning? I don't want to have the spirit of offense. Amen. Thank you for coming this morning. Uh, like we did that last week, any elders that would want to leave first, uh, now is your chance. You don't have to leave first, but we want to give you an opportunity if you would like to leave first. Any elders that would like to leave first, you can leave at this time. Thank you for coming to service this morning, this afternoon now. Thank you so much. Wednesday at 6 p.m., we'll have uh, prayer. Uh, it'll still be online right now. And also at 6 p.m., uh, we'll open up registration for this service. So after you register or even before, have prayer. Or right after you register, you can pray. And uh, it only takes just a couple of seconds to register. Uh, we're just trying to keep it at the same time uh, each week. So Wednesday night at 6 p.m. And then make sure to join prayer online as well. God bless you all. Thank you for being here this morning. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure to wave at the police officers on the way out. Thank them for being here this morning. And tell them, we hope you enjoyed service out there as well. So, amen. God bless you this morning. You are dismissed. Thank you for being in service today.